Boss Uncaged is a weekly podcast that releases the origin stories of business owners and entrepreneurs as they become uncaged trailblazers. In each episode, our hosts, S.A. Grant and guests construct narrative accounts of their collective business journeys and growth strategies. Learn key success habits and how to stay motivated through failure, all while developing a boss uncaged mindset. Break out of your cage and welcome our host, S.A. Grant. Welcome, welcome back to Boss Uncaged Podcast. On today's show, we have Karen. I've deemed her the LinkedIn boss, and she will tell you for mm-hmm. obvious reasons why shortly. So welcome to the show, Karen. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me here. It's fun to be here. Great, great. So I, obviously, I've named you the, the LinkedIn boss. You want to kind of give our listeners a little bit of why yeah. I called you the LinkedIn boss? Yeah, yeah. So I, I'll, I'll accept that title. I'll accept that title because I really do love I mean, I'm really ge- I can really geek out on LinkedIn because I think it's a, a platform that's very much overlooked by a lot of podcasters and entrepreneurs and small business professionals. I even, frankly, um, anyone that's looking to really elevate their career in one way, shape or form, because it is the platform that you can control the who you know, right? In the, in the equation, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Well, LinkedIn gives you the ab- ability to control that. So why wouldn't you? Right. And that can change everything for your life and your business and your bank account. So so that's where I focus. I help people really see the power in in building strategic and profitable relationships and using LinkedIn. Like LinkedIn's a tool, right? It's really not about LinkedIn. It's about the relationship building, but we have LinkedIn. So it's a tool that helps us meet really cool people that can change everything. Well, in, in that definition, the podcast is now officially over. She told you who she is, and now you know why she is the LinkedIn boss, right? <laughs> <laughs> so in three to five words, define yourself. Oh, okay. So um, three to five words define myself. So I am I'm passionate like about the things that I, that I am passionate about. I, I can definitely go a little overboard with that. Um, I... I am strategic, but I am also heart-centered. So I think I have a really interesting blend of right and left brain. Um, what other words can I use to describe myself? Uh, you know, really grateful for all of the people in my life. And, and, and I live my life from a place of gratitude wherever I can. Hmm. Yeah, nice. I think that's pretty, nice. much, pretty much describes it. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great summary, right? So just, just, just take back in time a little bit, right? So mm-hmm. like now you're the, what I'm deeming to be the LinkedIn boss, but mm-hmm. that journey didn't obviously happen yesterday, right? So how did you really get into mastering LinkedIn? What did that journey yeah. look like? So, you know, my, I'm, I'm a little bit older than you and my background is sales and sales. When I started doing sales was, you know, you needed to talk to people, right? You needed to meet mm-hmm. people. You need to prospect cold calls, right? Like actually talking to people. But at the end of the day, what, what brought in the biggest sales was the relationships that you built. So even when social media came out and I love social media and I really, I was teaching social media in general in the beginning. Um, one of the things that I learned really quickly in this digital world was that niching really was important because, you know, if there's somebody that says, I need a social media speaker, 17,000 names get thrown out. But if somebody says, I need a LinkedIn speaker, 10 people say, call Karen, right? So I, I knew that I needed to kind of niche as I went down my journey teaching digital marketing. Like when I started to, I've always done marketing. So when I shifted to digital marketing, I knew that that was important. And what I found was that 
I saw what a lot of people, what, what I would do is I'd ask people, where, where are you getting most of your business now? And 99 out of 100 times, they'd say referrals. Okay. And I'd be like, all right, where, how can I best mimic that using the social media tools that are out there? And LinkedIn is, was that tool for me. I also think that we want to know more now about the people we do business with than we did 25 years ago. So, so LinkedIn checked all those boxes. So I found myself over and over kind of bringing LinkedIn to the forefront when I was working people with, with people on their digital marketing to the point where that's really all I do now because frankly, it is hard enough to just stay on top of all the changes LinkedIn makes, Never mind all the changes all the other platforms make, right? So, um, so that's kind of why I do what I do. I just found that, you know, if, we're, if you're gonna tell me that most of your business comes from referrals, then, you know, why are we tweeting 600 times a day, right? Like it's, it can be integrated in it, but what's the path to the biggest payoff? And that always is LinkedIn. So I just said, that's where I'm staying then. Nice, nice. So in that journey, right? I mean, mm -hmm. I, I've interviewed, you know, dozens of people and, and one person, I, I deemed her the, the queen of the night. And she told us this story about being at a bar one time and a bouncer dragging somebody out. So in LinkedIn is a completely different space, right? So what's the most craziest thing you've experienced dealing with LinkedIn customers? With LinkedIn customers? Yeah, or just in LinkedIn in general. So I have a pretty funny story that LinkedIn shines in. Um, I, about six months ago, so it's it's December 2020 when we're recording this, right? And so once, so in the spring of 2020, so, you know, height of the pandemic, um, my great aunt is 95 years old, and she's the mm. biggest Mets fan on the planet. Nice. She knows every, she's got a whole, so she's in a nursing home, her entire room is filled with Mets paraphernalia. She's just a massive Mets fan. So I decided I was going to, go to Twitter and I was going to find, so I was going to get her some Mets juju for her birthday because she couldn't go anywhere. She was locked in her room for her 95th birthday. So I tweeted the hell out of it. I tweeted Mets players, old Mets players, managers, and I have 120,000 Twitter followers. So I felt like that would give me some visibility. Crickets. I went to LinkedIn. I said, let me see who's in the Mets organization. I went to LinkedIn. I went to their company page. I messaged three or four people within 10 minutes. The social media manager for LinkedIn said, I for the Mets messaged me back and said, I love this. Give me 10, give me a little time. I'm going to get you a video. And then within a half an hour, the manager, the general manager of the Mets had recorded a video and tweeted it for my aunt. So nice. I used Twitter galore, right? And I couldn't get anywhere. But when I went to LinkedIn and went human to human to people in 20 minutes, I had a personalized video from the GM of the Mets mm. um, for my aunt, which was so fun, right? But take that concept to everything else you're doing. Right, we can be we can be pushing noise out all over the place, and we're just getting lost in the in the crazy noise versus actually talking to people, right? Which is what we do on LinkedIn. It just it cuts above all of the other platforms. So that was a really fun LinkedIn win story for me. I was like, this is so fun, and I'm so glad that it was LinkedIn. I didn't I don't know why I didn't go there first, right? Who knows? But yeah, it's funny that you said that. I don't think that we we talked about like our, our backgrounds, but you know, I'm originally from Brooklyn, so okay. the Mets, the Mets so was my it. team. Yeah, so I definitely yeah, you know, got right? it. You got it. Yeah. So you suffered a lot of years as well, right? Well, yeah, I was there when it, when when they won everything back in '80, so I, I was yeah, like, yeah. in school watching it live. So I mean, yeah. definitely the Mets yeah. is, is still still my team because I walk around with a Mets hat and, and everybody in there Atlanta looks so, at me so like there, crazy. You know, you need to. So if you go to my Twitter account, you'll see the pinned tweet is all the videos of my aunt and her Mets paraphernalia and stuff. It's nice. still there, I think, because it was just so such a fun thing um but you know that's just one example if you wanted to get to the mets to do business with them 
you could do this. You can either tweet them till you can't stand it anymore, or you can go to LinkedIn, the company page, see who's connected. And again, if I had not had a LinkedIn profile that positioned me as somebody credible, they probably wouldn't have answered. Right. But I had a profile that positioned me as credible. So when I reached out to them, you know, they were like, sounds fun. Let's do it. Hmm. Right. And versus the same exact thing. And, and I feel like I'm credible on Twitter too. Right. I have, a, I have a whole lot more followers there, but it just, it just, it's a, it's a human to human piece that has not changed from the time that I started doing sales way back when it's still people buy from other humans and no one's going to buy. I mean, I shouldn't say that, but it's very, it's going to be very difficult for somebody to buy your high ticket items from uh, just, uh, just from a funnel or from a tweet or from through your website. They want to talk to you first. Right. So, yeah. 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 So, I mean, and with that, I mean, I think that that was, that was kind of like a good segue to kind of like overcoming hurdles. So what, what hurdles have you overcome on that journey to, to become as successful as you are on LinkedIn? Yeah. Well, for me, the biggest hurdles are shiny object syndrome. Um, I find myself uh, thinking, oh, that's a great idea. Let me do that. And then, and I can tell you that the further I get away from staying in my LinkedIn lane, the smaller my bank account gets. The more I stay focused on LinkedIn, the bigger my bank account gets. So for me, shiny objects are always a hurdle. I've tried a couple of different things, you know, in the, in the guise of multiple streams of income and things like that. And it's, it's something that I have to work really hard to stay focused on because there's so much opportunity out there. Right. So, um, so for me, shiny object syndrome is always a big hurdle. You know, and the other thing really is too, you know, I, my, when I talk about my background, it was, I was in it sales way back when, and I was really one of the only women in that, in there very often I was one of the only women in the room so I had to learn how to be confident uh, appear confident even if I wasn't confident because I would have gotten my lunch eaten if I didn't so hmm. so one of the other hurdles was taking that to digital right like showing up being confident you know and I don't want you to fake it it's not like fake it till you make it but sometimes it's okay to say you know what I don't know let me check it out and get back to you because hmm. this stuff it takes a lot of confidence to do that, to say that, right? Mm -hmm. So, 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 so moving, taking that from offline to online, uh, took a little while to figure out. Hmm. So, I mean, with that, I mean, obviously on that journey, you had to have some systems in place to be able to not only do it for yourself, but to do it for your clients. What systems do you have in place right now? You know what? Um, for me, it, it is less about the systems and more about the support, right? Mm -hmm. I, I have, um, I, what early on, I was still working full time while I was running this business and obviously at a much different level. And because of that, I had to have support because there was no way I could do it. So I had to bring in a virtual assistant. I had to bring in people to support me. So, so I've always, I, I mean, that's still for me, one of the most important things. And also for me, it's kind of like the big rock, um, Things. What are the three most important things I need to do today? So those are really the systems that have served me well, because it's so easy to get stuck in the to-do to, to list and all of the crazy stuff. Um, but, you know, if I, if I, so I really like to look at every morning, what are the things that I really need to accomplish today? And let's get those out of the way first. Got it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's still a system in itself. It's more like it's, it's time driven stuff, but it's still mm -hmm. something that you do routinely over and over again to, to, to get you to where you are. So we always hear about the 20 years it takes someone to become successful that's perceived as being an overnight success story. Yes. How long did it take you to get to where you are right now? Oh, boy. You know, you know, 
you know, more than 20 years. Um, it's, it's, I've kind of always been entrepreneurial, right? Like I was a kid in the neighborhood that was always like organizing carnivals and charging for them and things like that. So I've always been entrepreneurial. So I've always been doing different things. Like back in the early nineties, I had a, a small IT consulting agency that I owned and, you know, we had a bunch of staff and things like that. And, and I kind of found at the time that you know, where I've learned from all of those things, what I like and don't like. And what I didn't like was owning the company and being in charge of stupid things, not stu important things like health benefits and okay. where we, you know, we, do we need to buy a new conference table? Like those were not the things that were, that that's not my zone of genius. So what I've learned over the years was to strip out whatever I can. And I'm really protective right now about keeping my business lean because I think for me that works best, right? So, so what I've learned over the years is what I don't want to do, more of what I don't want to do. Um, and as I stay in the place that I like to stay in, which by the way is why it's so important to get help so that I'm not caught up in all the busy work and I can be staying in the place that I love to be. Um, that's how my business grows. Hmm. And I wish I knew that 20, 30 years ago, right? That, that it made more sense for me to pay people. Like it makes more sense for me to pay someone to clean my house right? So that I can be here working. I didn't know that because I can clean my house. I should clean my house, right? But I look at that now as all part of the things that supports my business, not just Karen doesn't want to vacuum her own living room kind of thing, right? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. 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 That's definitely great. So with that being said, right, what's one thing that you would want to do differently if you could do it all over again? I would certainly listen to my intuition more hmm. and less to the people around me. You know, I don't come from an entrepreneurial family, so so it was a it was not easy to to strike out on my own. So so I thought I had to do the things I thought I had to do, and I don't regret any of it because it all brought me to where I am today. But I would have, you know, I spent a lot of years not being with my kids, working full time while they were home, and missing a lot of stuff because I thought that's what I had to do. Hmm. And now I know that I didn't have to do that, but I didn't know that then, right? So hmm. I would have probably trusted myself and my intuition a little bit more early on. Yeah, so I mean, that, that's a great gateway question because I mean, you're saying you don't come from entrepreneurial background, entrepreneurial family. Then where did you get your entrepreneurial hustle from? What did that develop? Who the heck knows? Until I did my 23andMe DNA and saw that I really, truly am related to everybody in my family, mm. I was completely <laughs> convinced that I was dropped, that they found me on the street corner or something because I don't know. I don't. I mean, there are a few people in my family that were more entrepreneurial, um, but very few. My family's, um, the vast majority of my family's work in schools. They're teachers and, you know, principles and things like that right they have security they have benefits they have pensions you know they they don't understand at all my journey and they can't how could they right yeah. um you know so so you know my dad was uh, was a really renowned basketball coach his high school record was incredible he had like 280 wins and six losses when he was coaching high school basketball wow. and then he was coaching college basketball and they offered him the full-time position the head coach position and he turned it down and I, I it breaks my heart that he turned it down because he couldn't imagine leaving his job as a teacher hmm. and he would have had to leave his security to go to this less secure thing and you know he would have been amazing at that but he didn't do it because he felt like he didn't have he needed the security of the job so i don't know where it comes from and all i know is this is all i know so hmm. i do what i i gotta and this is this is a much better life for me and for my personality than working for people for sure because i've done both gotcha so i would think you would 
to your point, right? You're, you're an entrepreneur on your own, but being that you're full of family of educators, I mean, that's pretty much what you're doing, right? You're educating business true. owners. True. Absolutely. That's absolutely true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So you kind of took their mindset you. and you made it into a, into a business. Connecting the dots. Yeah, there you go. I agree. That's true. That is true. That's, that's, that's pretty, that's really interesting. I mean, it's always one of those things you try to look at your history to kind of see the common denominator. And I think in yours, that that's, that's definitely what it is. So you're saying you have kids. So, I mean, obviously at one time it, it must've been very crazy. So oh, it was insane. I have four <laughs> kids and I was oh. a single mom when the youngest was in kindergarten. So wow. it was insane. It was insane. So, so how do you juggle your work life with your, with your family life now? So my kids are grown, right? They're out of the house. But here's the beautiful thing. I, one of the things that I deliberately did when I was creating the world I live in now um, is I deliberately created a business that doesn't require me to be anywhere at any one time. Like I don't have to be in, you know, this town on every Tuesday ever. So I am able to, you know, my kids are grown. I have two granddaughters and another one on, I have a grandson on the way. So my daughter who's pregnant, um, I told her my plan is I'll come hang out two days a week. You know, I'll work Tuesdays and Wednesdays from your house and I'll sleep over Tuesday night and I'll help you with the baby. And, you know, she's working from home and I'm not going to not, I can work from anywhere. I deliberately created that. So I feel really lucky that I was able to do that. And, and again, when you know better, you do, you do better. Right. I could have done that when I was younger. I just didn't know that I could do it then. So now I, I do that. I've created my, you know, I, I have parents in their eighties. So I, cre- I, you know, recently I had to do some, I had to help them out. I had to, you know, go to Florida for two weeks and I'm so grateful that I was able to do that. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so- I'm kind of, so now I'm, now I, I mean, listen, I'm by myself most of the time, right? So it's not like it's taken up a ton of my time, but I'm so glad I can do it when I, when I can. Gotcha. I mean, that's definitely awesome, awesome life to live. So with that, right, I mean, it seems like, well, let me ask you the question. What are your morning routines like? I mean, considering that you have all these different things going on, you have your regimen. So like what time do you wake up and what do you usually do when you wake up? So I am a serious morning person. It's just, there's just nothing I can do about that. By eight o'clock at night, I'm looking at my watch going, is it eight o'clock yet? Can I go to bed? Um, Because I like, I typically get up probably around 5 a.m. every day. Um, But here's the thing, because I'm a morning person, that's also when my brain is most in gear. So I struggled a little bit with the, all of the, morning, like one of my, the mindset coach in my program, Perry Petzinger, she has a program that's, that's called mornings that matter. And I'm a big fan, you know, of, um, I got, I can't even think of the guy's name who wrote the book, um, morning with the morning rituals and things like that. So I love those things, but I have to build in some work. I need to dump my brain a little bit in the morning. Mm. So I typically get up, walk the dog, do a little mindfulness stuff, sit down at the computer for a half hour, get rid of all the things that came to my head overnight. And then I go back out for another hour and kind of, um, I really do, I really do think mindfulness is important. So I do, I do, it's important that I incorporate that into my mornings, but I, I gave myself permission to actually spend some time at my computer in the morning, because I know that otherwise it just keeps popping back in my head and it interferes with that mindfulness. Right. So, um, so that's pretty much my routine. It's not, it's not a exact science, but it is, pretty much what I do every morning. And, you know, thankfully my main assistant in my company lives in England. So she's up early so I can be messaging her at 5am and I'm not messaging somebody in California when it's 2am for them. Right. So. Nice. Um, so you, you come across as a, like a very super absorbent person that can kind of get information and absorb it, retain it, and then use it really quickly. Right. So are you a big book reader, audio book reader? 
So I am a big book reader. I have always been a big reader. I have so many books. I love, love, love books. Um, But full disclosure, I have a kid that works for Audible. So I can listen, I can now log into it. I can get audio books for free. So it's made, it's, it's given me, although I have to say with the, with the, explosion of podcasts in the last few years i don't listen to as many audiobooks because i've got so many hours of podcasts that i want to listen to and haven't gotten to yet right mm-hmm. so i like so what i often do is i'll listen to the audiobook first to see if i resonate with it or at least skip through it and then if i like it i'll go online and buy the book gotcha. um, because i really do like the. i typically like to have the actual book for most of my favorite books. In fact, sometimes I'll buy multiple copies of my favorite books and I'll send them to my clients and things like that. So, yeah. So, so make a recommendation. I mean, what books are you reading right now that's fruitful? So one of the, one of the books that I'm giving right now to my client, well, now I'm not really seeing clients in person, but um, one of my favorite books is um, The Miracle Equation by Hal Elrod. Have you read that? I have not. So, so remember I said to you the whole shiny object syndrome gets in yeah. my way. Well, how the miracle equation, basically, um, it is something like massive focus and consistent action produces miracles, right? So the book is really about um, staying massively focused on your goal. And that's really what, and that ties back to the work that I do on LinkedIn, right? If you go on LinkedIn and you just say, I want all these things, you're less likely to get any of them. But if you go on LinkedIn and say, I want a $50,000 sponsor for my podcast, and that's my goal, and you say massively focused on it, you're more likely to get it, right? So that's why I love this book, because it teaches really like that whole big rock thing. So it ties in all the things we talked about here, right? So Hal Elrod's book, The Miracle Equation is one of my favorite books currently because it's it's just done in such a great way too. It's just, it's a really good book. Yeah, sounds like a definitely a solid concept, kind of yeah, like a, a, a mixture between law of attraction and taking action combined. Exactly, with the book, exactly. So. Because it absolutely is because he's infusing, it, he teaches you how to infuse yourself with, that confidence, you know, and in creating a statement and then just like screaming it to the universe a million times a day if you need to, you start getting distracted, right? Um, staying really focused and that, you know. And by the way, when you do that, then that's when you can work less hours, right? Because you're focused in the hours you're working instead of all over the place. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check that one. I don't be surprised if I, if I hit you back up with some questions on that one. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love that. I'd love that. Tweet me or message me on LinkedIn. We can chat about it. Cool, cool. So where do you see yourself in 20 years from now? Oh, God, if 20 years from now, I better be sitting on the beach with a Mai Tai in my hands. <laughs> I just had a big birthday. So 20 years from now, I think I'm going to be I'm going to be watching this company be run by somebody else. But, um, you know, I, the reality is I love what I do. So so I will still be doing what I'm doing. And, um, and when I say that, it, when I say that, it's not because I don't want to be working because I absolutely do. Um, but I do think that um, as, as every year that goes by for me as a grandmother, right, I want to be able to spend more and more time with my family and less and less time behind this computer, right? So I think in 20 years will be, I will be, I will have morphed into something that is more, um, figurehead in this company and, and less the person doing all the work. Great. Great. So on that journey, right? I mean, earlier on, we talked a little bit about systems. We talked about what you do on LinkedIn. What tools do you d- use to do what you do? Yeah. So 
I can't even believe I'm going to say this, but the tool that I probably rely on the most is Asana, which is a project management tool. Mm -hmm. And if my team is listening to this, they're going to be laughing because I fought it. I didn't fight it. I didn't fight the need for it, but I was just like, I don't get it. I don't get it. And I have a really logical brain. Mm -hmm. So for me to be saying, I don't get it, I don't get it. But now I really love it because it allows me to empty my brain. Right. Like if like, for example, when you and I first met, we met at VidFest, right? When you yep. and I first met and we had a conversation about coming on here, I literally made an Asana task that said follow up because, you know, there's, you know, maybe we'll be able to do something for his podcast. So that way, if I didn't hear from you, I would reach back out to you. Right. So Asana gives me and it lets me get it out of my brain. I don't have to remember it. Right. So it, so Asana is really the probably the, the tool that I use most hmm. um, Slack. I love Slack because as my team grows, um, it feels a little bit like being around the water cooler, right? My team's all over the world. We have people everywhere. Um, so, so Slack gives us a chance to interact during the day as, you know, as days go on and feel more like a cohesive team than just, you know, a VA and, you know, we, we get to be more of a team. Okay. Um, Entreport is, uh, is, is the engine that runs my business. So Entreport's where all our customer files live and all the, you know, payment processing and everything happens. So, nice. um, yeah, those are the, those are the tools that I'm probably just looking at my tabs that are open ahead of me. Those are the tools yeah. that I am in probably the most. And then of course, you know, there's the, all the, all the, all the productivity stuff like Dropbox and Google play, you know, Google drive and all that other stuff. Wow. I mean, yeah, that's definitely some, some insightful nuggets that you just dropped. I mean, to your point, I mean, Asana is definitely one of those tools. It's kind of, at first you're kind of like, this is like Trello. It's like everything else. And then you start exactly. using them more. It is, and it's like, yeah. And I think they probably are kind of all the same. It's just, which yeah. one did you pick and then make it work for you? Right. But that's the one that we use. And in the beginning, I just didn't get it. But once it clicked, it's just great to be able to just, I, you know, because I, I'm committed to not having to be locked here, even though I'm not, these days we're not really going anywhere. Okay. The more I have in the cloud, the less I need to take with me yep. if I'm going to speak at a conference or if I'm going on vacation or if I'm just going to the beach house, you know, I don't have to, I don't, I try to have very little paper. So everything really gets out of my brain and into the cloud somewhere. Okay. So I can access it from anywhere. Great. Right. So if I'm a new entrepreneur and I'm coming out of maybe college and I'm, I, I kind of know what my journey is and I'm kind of figuring out how do I get my profile on LinkedIn, what words of wisdom would you give to me to get me to the next level? Such a great question. I would say, remember all of the experience you have. If you are 22 and just graduating college, you may have been the, you know, written the newspaper for your sorority or fraternity. You may have been on, you know, on the school paper. There's, there's lots of credibility, things that you may have done that are credible. That's experience. LinkedIn doesn't say list your jobs. It's a list experience. So pull from all the things. If you, you know, if you, doesn't matter. Whatever you did, it's experience. So know that you're stepping into the workforce or the world or the, the new entrepreneurial world with experience. So, so, so pull from that and shine a, shine a light on all of that. Um, the other thing is there's probably a lot of things that you've done that you can be sharing. Like start to, whatever it is you're looking to do, you need to start to show up like you know your stuff and we have this ability to do that now because of things like blogs and podcasts and youtube videos right so so create some kind of a content strategy and then go on linkedin and show up so so you know how like they people think about linkedin as a resume right link your resume is all about who you used to be on linkedin i want you to think about like dress for the job you want, not the job you have, show up for the person that you are stepping into. Don't make stuff up, but 
but don't, but be confident in saying, you know, this is how I can transform your life if we work right. together. And that, and, and don't, don't think that you can't do that because you don't have experience or whatever. You can, you can, you might feel like a fifth grader, right? But to a third grader, you're a big deal, right? So show up confidently that you can help the people you can help and look and put your brand out to the future, not looking back to who you used to be. I think I think officially you need to have like a, a t-shirt that says LinkedIn boss. And I mean, in that last statement, <laughs> you, you officially sealed the deal with that. Right. I mean, I mean, the, the information that you it. just I'll gave is definitely, um, it's something that, you know, I, I think what you just said, you don't have to be 20 years old. You could be 40 years old, 50 years old in converting between jobs, switching locations. Absolutely. And what you just said, it could definitely help anybody. So I Absolutely. definitely appreciate that. So how can people find you online? I mean, your website. Yeah. So I'm, I'm at Karen Yankovich everywhere. Um, I, I have a podcast called Good Girls Get Rich. And I run a LinkedIn masterclass that's on demand. If you go to karenyankovich.com slash masterclass, you can, you know, you can hear in a little bit more of a logical order, a lot of the things we talked about today. And, you know, I kind of try to take you down a little bit of a path so that you can start to implement some of the things. Great. Great, great. So going into the bonus round, right? Ooh, okay. and, and I always say every episode, I always make this statement. This is like my favorite question to ask, right? <laughs> okay. Because everybody's answer is uniquely different. So okay. if you could spend 24 hours with anyone, dead or alive, uninterrupted, who would it be and why? I'm going to go with Michelle Obama. Okay. I mean, it just sounds like she just looks like somebody that you'd have a lot of fun spending a day with. Hmm. And plus, she's met a lot of cool people, right? So I'd love to just talk to her and just... So she can't stand me anymore. <laughs> great, great. Uh, so another one would be, um, if money wasn't a factor, would you still be doing what you're doing right now? I think I would be. I think I would be, at least to some degree, I would be, because the transformation that people get is incredible, right? I mean, money helps me build the team so I can deliver it at the level that I want to deliver it at, right? Um, but yeah, I think I would be doing it to some degree, at least. Listen, I went into this business because I was telling people what to do and they didn't ask me, right? <laughs> like I'd be hanging out with you at a Mets game and, I, and you'd be talking about something. And I'd be saying things like, well, you should try this. And then I'm like, maybe you should do this for a living when so people actually ask you for help, right? So I was doing this before, I was doing this without getting paid before I created a business for it. I created the business so that I could help people that were actually asking for my help, hmm. not just shoving it down people's throats. So I think the answer is yeah. Gotcha. So. One of my final questions, right, is outside of your kids, what is your greatest or most significant achievement to date? Oh, boy. Outside of my kids. I guess that, I guess that includes my granddaughters, huh? Um, you know what? I think, I think really and truly it is my achievements are the successes in that, of the people that go through the program. Mm -hmm. the, chief, the program that we're running right now, the She's Linked Up Accelerator program, the women that are coming into it with no sense of how to, you know, how to land twenty and $50,000 contracts are getting them and their lives are being changed, right? So, so I feel pretty proud of that. I'm pretty proud of what we've put together. And I love that we're changing lives every single day. And, you know, I saw a statistic a couple of months ago that women... In 2019, 2019, like last year, women made $545 billion less than men for the same jobs. Hmm. That's a big damn number, right? So I want to help women take a bite out of that. And that's, and we're doing that. So that's 
I'm pretty proud that we're doing that. I mean, yeah, I think that that's another good segue into. So, I mean, just tell us a little bit more about that program and what's included in that program. What does it offer? Yeah. So we do have men in the program too. We call, we don't care what your body parts are, how you identify, but we do think that men, that women need a little bit more support in their, in showing up and shining a light on their genius. Mm. Right. So so what we did was it was this, this was originally this is a, a pretty interesting story of how this rolled out. Originally, it was a six module program that was delivered in six weeks, and it was a digital program. And as a digital program, it was relatively inexpensive. But what was happening was people were buying it as they do with most digital programs, and as I've done a million times, and it would sit in their hard drive, and they weren't really doing the work. So I was like, all right, what do I? How do I get people to have more success? So we started to. One of the places where people were getting stuck was they didn't want to write their own profile. So I was like, all right, we're going to write the profile for you. So I brought in a team of profile writers, and now we write their profiles for them. So we're taking that barrier out. But of course, the investment went up, right? Because now we have to pay people. And then we found that you know we were just giving them all the time in the world to complete it, and then they were just kind of taking all the time in the world, right? So we're like, all right, now it's going to be it's a six week program. We're going to give you another six weeks to finish it. So you have twelve weeks in the program, um, and still they were doing it, but they needed a little more accountability. So we added in coaching, and we added in a couple different kinds of coaching, mindset coaching, because you know what we talked about showing up for who you want to be. Sometimes we need to, we need a little help with that. Right. So we have a mindset coach that we brought in that works with every one of our students to help them think bigger because you have to raise your personal energy as you're raising your bank account. Right. So it's all in alignment. Um, We also brought in a publicity coach. So we're helping these women and these men get get press. Yeah. right? Get media, meeting, using LinkedIn to develop relationships with journalists that write about what they're doing. Not that the visibility is going to actually necessarily make the money, but when you can use as seen on NBC in your profile, it gives you credibility and that helps you land the bigger contracts, right? So we were, so we've, we've really, it's a very comprehensive done with you program now. Um, we don't do it for them. The only thing we do for them is write their profile, but it's really comprehensive. And what we've done is we we just keep adding things as as we see a need, so that we have a higher percentage of people getting the success that they want. We're doing everything we can um, for you to get fifty thousand dollar wins at the end of the twelve weeks if we if that's what you want. Um, you know we can do, and we're doing everything we can to help them show up to get it as well. Um, we just were recently asked to do some more accountability around consistently connecting with people. So we're trying to figure that out now, right? So we're always adding as we see needs that people want. But um, what I think is unique about it is the fact that we approach it from the right brain and left brain, right? We're giving you all the strategy, but we're also helping you be that person. So we're helping you also with the energy around becoming a multiple six and seven figure earner. Nice, nice. And I think I think that that's probably part of the underlying synergy between you and I. Like, I, I would deem myself to be half analytical, half creative. Mm-hmm. And just hearing you speak, I, I know that that's who you are, right? You're, yeah. you're both. You're very analytical, but you're very creative in your analytical responses and how you do things. So it's very cool to see that. Um, so in, in closing, I always give the microphone to the person I'm interviewing to give them opportunity to ask me any questions that may have come up during the podcast. So the mic's with you. Yeah. So I want to ask you why, what is your favorite thing about doing this? What is your favorite thing about hosting this podcast and, you know, getting to interview people on a regular basis? Oh man. At first I was kind of one of those people that wanted to be behind the scenes, kind of the man behind the curtain kind of thing. And then once I jumped in front of the camera and started having these conversations, it's given me opportunity not only to help myself grow, but to help multiple other people grow 
every single time I release an episode. Just like what you're talking about today is essentially driven towards LinkedIn, but you're also talking about laws of attraction. You're talking about understanding wealth and how to manage it to, to a certain extent and understanding the journey mm -hmm. to that success. And every Absolutely. single person, every single person that I've interviewed, they've given a little bit, a little piece of the puzzle for the viewing audience to continue on their journey to get from where they are to the next level. I love that. I love that. Good for you. And you can see it in you. You can see in you that you really enjoy getting to know people and dig in a little yeah. bit to their psyche. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's one of those things. It's like once you, you know what your gifts are, you just kind of just accept it. And to your point, you kind of focus in on it and you run with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? Not everybody does that, though. So that's it's why true. you're here and that's why I'm here. This is true. This is true. Well, let me, if you, if you got any other questions, a little bit of time to shoot or. or no, I think that was great. fun. That was great. Great. Well, I definitely appreciate you taking time out your, your busy schedule to come on the show today. LinkedIn boss. We appreciate you. <laughs> my pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks for having me here. Great. S.A. Grant over and out. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Boss Uncaged. I hope you got some helpful insight and clarity to the diverse approach on your journey to becoming an Uncaged Trailblazer. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast. If this podcast has helped you or you have any additional questions, reach out and let me know. Email me at ask at sagrant.com or drop me your thoughts via a call or text at 762 233 boss that's 762-233-2677 i would love to hear from you remember to become a boss in cage you have to release your inner beast sa grant signing off listeners of boss and cage are invited to download a free copy of our host sa grant's insightful ebook become an uncaged trailblazer Learn how to release your primal success in 15 minutes a day. Download now at www.bossuncaged.com forward slash free book.